What's up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD Podcast. (laughs) Period. Hey y'all, so disclaimer y'all, we recorded two episodes in one day last week, so this episode may or may not align with your calendar, but at least you here. Ah, ah, don't cut it off. Periana, Keep so listening. stay, stay because we about to go all the way. We don't know where, but we on Dang, the way. Dang, so last week was your birthday. I know, How oh my gosh, my trip. <laughs> It was amazing. I've had I had some really good food. Oh my god! Dude. I'm just playing. All right, let's not. Okay. I can't fake the trip. We can't because if you if it's gonna be some drama, you gotta be here to tell us. Okay, so oh yeah, I want to get into the black biz of the week. Now, last week, y'all, I know I did a two for I did a two for one kind of. I did um the restaurant fish time, which is in Edward. that was two weeks ago. Listen, you know my heart. And then they have a sister restaurant called Capers in Kennesaw. Well, I went to Capers last week, and I had. From the patio to view, it looked like you're in Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> when you sent me that, I said, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, y'all, the, the restaurant had, it's a, first of all, it's black owned. Obviously, the food is extremely good. I will say, I like the options in Ackworth better, but it was still really good. But anyway, um, from the patio, you can see like Kennesaw Mountain and all these trees and hills and stuff. And so I was like, dang, this look like Costa Rica. I said, this is Draco. He killed my dreams, y'all. Yeah, it was too. It was not enough trees. <laughs> like it was a lot of trees. It wasn't like rainforesty trees. Listen, it was behind the the hills. But yeah, I just want y'all to circle back and check out CapersOnMain.com for Capers Restaurant and Bar in Kennesaw. It is so good. It's black on y'all. The dessert slaps. The food slaps. I had got a pasta. Well, believe it or not, so I got a, um a spicy seafood pasta, which was basically like um you could choose the seafood you want: shrimp, salmon, whatever. It's basically like a spicy alfredo, but it was really good. But I actually preferred it to not have no meat. Like the pasta was seasoned so well that it was really good by itself. But um, so yes, check out that restaurant and we're going to move into shop talk. All right. Something I didn't get to mention on the last episode, y'all, was how y'all's queen, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I love this, y'all's queen. Is trying to gentrify Crocs, even though it's not her intent. Okay. So first of all, if anybody knows me, I literally wear Crocs every single day. I wear Crocs to church if I can, but I haven't been to church in a long time. So that can't really, you know what I'm saying? Do that. But basically, by the, by the time I hear this episode, whatever she's got coming out Friday, you will already know about. But I just want to speak on what happened yesterday. <laughs> okay? So Nicki Minaj posted this picture on her on this table with these embezzled, not embezzled, embellished pink Crocs. And um, basically, according to my research, the Croc sales went up 4,900%. That's crazy. And it wasn't even a Crocs ad. Now, it could be. She could be releasing some Crocs on Friday, but that would be counterproductive because then she wouldn't get the money off of it. I feel like it wasn't intentional at no, all. I don't think it was either. It, but let me tell you, it's just so funny because y'all really be shading Crocs. But it took y'all queen to wear them for y'all to realize. But the thing is, I would say within the last six to seven months, I've seen them a lot. Like, people be pressed to get Crocs and get, like, little embellishments on them they be like oh i need this one this one this one um but i'm i haven't i'm i never had crocs and i remember when we was working at sister labs we used to laugh at yeah they used to be very ugly but i was immature and not <laughs> tired yet okay i, I actually I wanted a pair but i'm like 
I feel like they're gonna make my feet sweaty, but honestly, the Yeezy slides don't make my feet sweaty. They're the same material. Some little dots on the base of them Crocs make your feet massage. I love Crocs. It's like it just create a nice feeling. It's I love Crocs, y'all. Yeah, they all need you some money. That's crazy though. That's that's literally forty nine hundred percent. This is the reason why. This is the reason why influencers get paid so much money because yeah. I watch it happen every day. And I wouldn't even consider Nicki Minaj an influencer because she doesn't post like Fashion Nova. She or, is an influencer, but that's not her job. Yeah, that's not yeah. her job though, you know. Um, but they get paid so much money 4, because of that. 4,900%. Usually people like, oh, our sales went up 150%. Mm-hmm. 4,000. 4, comma, Percent sign. That's how I heard that. Forty nine dollars shoes because I'm pink ones a little pricey. I heard that Shane, Justin, and Jisoo will pay Jada and Ari and Dream Doll eight thousand dollars to post. I always wonder did they pay them? Yes. Only because they, I thought they were friends, and not that you don't pay your friends, but I just wonder what what their barter system. Oh is. yeah, they pay them because I'm sure that people literally buy it because they wear it because you know they be make when they do sales. Um, I remember uh, Greg. He posted his sales. He made a million dollars in like three hours. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I'm because I'm old, but I didn't know his like his clothes was. So I remember when Cash Doll used to wear Shane Justin stuff a long time ago. Yeah. But I didn't know that he had became like grown to be this big designer because I never saw him on my timeline no more. Every now and yeah. then I see celebrities wearing his stuff, but because my timeline is 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 watered down by Fashion Nova, I don't even be thinking that other. Oh <laughs> yeah. Be out there like that. Shane Justin is a thing. Like, That's um, good. and it's it, he he has so many stores now. But when I tell you people, they be selling. But him and his boyfriend, they both. Now the G Suwu is it G Suwu? What yeah. does that mean? He explained it the other day. He said that his he name is Greg. No, he said his name his name is Greg. Okay. And that his favorite color is red, so that's why he says Suwu. Okay, no, he not allowed to do that. And he was like, "I'm not gang affiliated whatsoever." So don't think that, but he was on my favorite. Okay, color but you red. saying Sue Wu? What the freak? Well, he said his nickname is Red because you know in Florida, if you okay, like, okay, but Sue Wu and Red are not uh, synonymous. So why you? Why would you? That's that's um that's culture vulture. That's um what what is culture appropriation? Culture appropriation. <laughs> Wait, you not a blood and you making money no. off the blood name? Mm-hmm. See, they don't social media. His mama nothing. name on Instagram is Mama Sue Wu. Uh oh, now they gotta get blooded in. Because <laughs> what you mean? His mama name is, is Mama I would Sula. have not shared that. I would have said I just picked a bunch of letters <clears> off the scramble. He was answering questions on his Instagram. And, like, I think for me, if because I, I personally, I mean, they, they do make some men's clothes. But for me, it's not for me. I don't really like it. It's very, um, it's very boohoo man-ish. Uh, and I'm not really, I, I actually shop on boohoo man sometimes, but... I don't know. It's not really my style. Like that's not really Definitely my thing. Definitely not my style. But that's what I've seen. But some I really stuff, though. appreciate you know just seeing um, not only a black business but two men, two black gay men that are banking this much money. You know what I'm saying? That just when, have a business. So I I definitely follow them and just you know. Did they just start their lines at the same time? Um, or were they independent, like separate? Because I know they've been together for a long time. Don't get me the line. I know, I know that Shane Justin, I, if I'm not mistaken, he started off as like a custom designer. Yeah. So he would make like, because he, he used to make stuff for Cardi B. That's how he got popping. Cash Doll. Cash Doll, like all these people. And then he started making like just, um, what is it called? Fast fashion. 
now which is terrible for um global our global um stability like global warming but anyway carry on it is why mm-hmm. why is that because of the pieces that they use and because clothes are you know clothes can't be recycled you can only be like re reworn yeah and so like it you can't destroy it. it it doesn't burn away so it just creates waste in the um on the globe never know yep zara was on is the line leader of yeah but and they also copy other people's designs they make cheaper version of designer clothes mm-hmm, fashion over too but uh that's not for real that's so that's some research for you i read today y'all be like wanting to shop at the thrift store for every outfit yeah, I'm. I, like I said on the previous episode, I still shop at oh, the thrift store to this day. Ago? Previous episode, <laughs> they don't know that, but um, but yeah, like they, I don't know if they came out with it at the same time though. But I do, I, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Shane was first. Yeah, I heard of his first. I'm not mad at it. It makes me think about um Brandon Blackwood, who's a, you know the black handbag designer. Yes, did you his, see his stuff in Sweetie video? Yeah, I did see that. Let me say, I'm proud of him now. His prices have started creeping up now. Yeah, I actually went on there this morning to pre-order me a bag. So I'm like, um, somebody asked me what I wanted for my, birth- my birthday, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just send them the link. Um, I love, I know, I love his bags. I'm, I, lo- I actually, really how many you got? Uh, three. What color you got? I got a red wax denim. Um, it's like a tie-dye red in systemic racism bag. I got a pink um mini quay, and then I have the '90s denim um. T- uh, Tote. I mean, I told the box, the little box bag. Okay, I, I want to. I think I want to get the fanny pack, but I do want the one that says "in systematic You're racism." You're not making those anymore. Ever no, again. no, and it's systemic racism. That's two different words, two different meanings. <laughs> Drag me. Dragged. <laughs> but yeah, he said he's not making. He did the one that I ordered from was the last pre-order, and he literally said he's never making them again. I don't know the reasoning, but maybe he's just ready to move on to something else. Because he was doing when he first got started, he was doing completely different. But he was doing like custom name bags and stuff like that, those furry fanny packs. Yeah. But anyway, what I was getting at is I think his daddy was a successful like vendor, or he had some kind of business. But anyway. Brandon Blackwood was basically saying that he got a lot of that from his dad, which is what helped him get his suppliers and stuff like that for his bag. I think one, and this is not shade, but I think one of the, the difference between his bag and Telfar is Telfar is 100% black made, black owned, black operated. And I think Brandon Blackwood might source from um, overseas for certain stuff. Not that that matters to me, but yeah. I'm just saying. Well, people do the- bring that up because a lot of people um, don't consider Rihanna's brands, all her brands, um, black owned because of that reason. And I think because she's partial owner of it, she doesn't like yeah. completely own it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it doesn't matter. But I think when it, when you drill it down, you, I tend, I do give a little bit more respect to Telfar because it is one hundred percent, you know, black. But anyway, um, that's all. But and uh, yeah, I love Brandon Blackwood bags because it's so, it's such a variety, so many different colors and style. It's really cool. I love it. Um, it reminds me of Marc Jacobs. Like it's literally the same style. I think actually Mark Jacobs gave him some acknowledgement. Or was it Michael Kors? Somebody recently like shouted him out and just really admired like the work he's doing. Santana had posted in a bag earlier. He's going to say, yeah, this is the new tea bag because all the tea girls are wearing this bag. Which one? The um, Brandon Blackwood bag. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I, I actually really like the bags. And they're nice bags. Don't get me wrong. They're really Because a lot of people um, that are like big in fashion, they were reposting Santana's video. And honestly, I'm going to say this because we get a lot of slack from um, people, especially from New York, because New York is like the fashion capital of the U.S. We get a lot of slack um, being in the South. Slack? That's not a read. Slack is like, cut me some slack. Drag again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this episode is going to be called Drag Draco. Okay. Um, 
And no, I don't do drag. Okay, um, but no, uh, we get a lot of flack. Is that the right word? Yes. Thank you. Um, we get a lot of that from people from New York because they think that people in the South just genuinely don't have no style, whatever. But I will say that we have a I lot mean, of... I, I believe a lot of people that move from New York move to the East Side. And if I saw that first, then I would think the same thing. <laughs> but even still, in general, like even on the internet, they just think that people in the South are just tacky as a whole. But I will say that... Um, Atlanta, just speaking for Atlanta, I don't know about these other cities. We are very, very, um, like, people get really influenced by us. Like, the way that we, I mean, down to hair and makeup, down to the outfits, the music, everything. So, in my thing, I'm like, who who lying? Because I don't want to talk about us. But now, I mean, like, literally, you get people from the South, because I ain't going to lie. People up north have been wearing cell phone bags for years. And some people from the south start buying it and it just start catching on so fast. Yeah, I like, mean, everything starts here. I get it. I, mean, I get it because, like you said, New York being the fashion capital of the U.S. and stuff like that. Like, people kind of, they they take that with pride. All right, check, check. Okay. So, um, me, Draco and I were having a tough time coming up with a, a subject for this week's episode. And I suggested that we tell some stories, right? Um, now, I don't know which one Draco wants to share, but um, I... Get, you share yours, and then I'll like... I just want to tell y'all how I sued my neighbor. I don't think I ever <laughs> talked about it, the story on the podcast. And I feel like, hey, why not take advantage of the opportunity to share with y'all? Okay. Uh, so basically, y'all, five years ago... Um, I had a dog. Actually, the dog passed five years ago. So four and a half, no, it's five and a half years ago is when I, um, when, when this situation happened. So basically, y'all, I lived in these apartments called The Crossings and Marietta Draco also used to live there. Not at the same time because he got evicted before I moved in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is literally the Drag Draco episode. I was but basically, about. I had a dog. I had a puggle. Her name was Sandy and my apartments had gotten new management. So they started to do little stuff around the neighborhood to make it nicer. And one of those um, additions included a dog park. Now, literally 24 hours or so into the dog park existing, I took my dog to the dog park to relieve herself. And this was a huge dog park. Now that I think about it, because the one that I got in my neighborhood, they got one for the small ones, one for the big ones, and it's not that big. Anyway, y'all, so basically I walk up to the um, dog park fence, the door to open. And before I could open, I saw that there was a goddamn Rottweiler in that bitch. And so, unfortunately, me tight, like literally lightly tapping the hook to open the fence was enough for this lady's Rottweiler to open the fence itself and attack my dog. Like literally attacked her right outside the entrance of the dog park. I'm screaming. I'm yelling, blah, 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 blah. This is what's going on. And then the lady finally gets her dog off of my dog. And the helper, the owner, was like, she fine? In reference to my dog. No, but my dog just got darn near slaughtered by your illegal breed. Because you know you ain't supposed to have no gat darn Rottweilers. Oh, my god! Anyway, so um, when after it happened, y'all, my dog was obviously hurt. But she went to the bathroom and carried on by her day as if that junk didn't happen. While I'm over here startled. Yeah. Sandy was literally like, what you finna feed me? I'm like, ma'am, your <laughs> back is open. It was? I mean, you couldn't tell. But you could see the blood through her fur. Oh sure. my god! Yeah, I couldn't see the gashes that bad until I took her to the vet. So I had to call my um boyfriend at the time and tell him what happened. And so I had to call out from work or whatever the case is. I took her to the hospital down the street. I took her to VCA Marietta off um, Powers Powder. Pa- is it Powers Fair? I don't know, honey. It don't even matter. 
Y'all, they shaved the hair from around the the bites. Y'all, my dog had slight. I mean, have you ever cut some, seen some fabric get cut by accident and make like an L shape? Her yeah. back had them kind of like six or seven different like gashes. Like, oh no, it was so bad. Oh my gosh, y'all, it was bad. And I don't want to make it a bad picture, but I had to take a picture of it and stuff. Cause at this point, I don't know this lady. I don't know where she lives. I never saw her before. I know she's in my apartments, but I don't know what unit. And at this point, we have an issue that we that needs to get addressed. And so, um, I took these pictures. I wrote up a long letter, emailed it to the rent office, and then they replied the next day. Like, oh my god, didn't reply. Actually, they didn't even reply for like a week or so. And I followed up, and then suddenly they want to reply, telling me the reason why they hadn't responded is because they had to research dog parts. Now, y'all just installed this goddamn dog part. And y'all, and I get it. Y'all probably even realize what y'all was getting yourself into. And honestly, the lease office, I won't even hold them to that because it probably wasn't even their idea. It probably was the management company to put this dog part in this community. And it's up to them because they probably, this type of stuff, I don't even know how common it is. Because there are several dog parts where dogs just play in harmony, but probably not with no goddamn Rottweilers. Okay, so anyway. So um, while I'm waiting for a response from the rent office, me and my ex, we see this heifer with her goddamn dog, Cha-Cha, okay? Oh, my that God. That was the name of the dog. That dog, Cha-Cha, like the chow-chow on other people's dogs. Anyway, so we approached her, and she she had an already house story ready, clearly. She was like, you came. She basically tried to say that I came into the dog park screaming and hollering. Now, why would I do that? She, she basically said that I came into the dog park screaming and hollering, which startled her dog and caused her dog to bite my dog. Now, why would I go into the dog park screaming? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Nothing had even happened there, if that's the case. That means that I would have just been screaming for no reason, which caused my dog to get attacked. Anyway, so finally I get some um, my rent office manager. Um, he says her some time to meet with this helpful. I mean, this lady, sorry. And um, sorry, I get her confused sometimes. Synonymous with her, but uh, basically, y'all, she um, she was this whole soft story about how this was my fault because I started her dog, and she ain't got no control over what her dog does, and she ain't got that much money. So she on a set income, so she can't pay me no. And my at this point, my doctor bill was only like three hundred and fifty, not only because that's money that I didn't intend on paying or had no idea yeah. I was gonna have to pay, but I had paid three hundred and fifty dollars for my dog to get X rays and stitches and stuff like that, and I just wanted my money back. That's all I wanted, reimbursed because my dog is clearly okay. She tested negative for rabies and stuff like that. So can we just get my money back so we can move on? I really should be charging you for my labor that I'm missing from work, but that's neither here nor there. So she, her, basically her stance was no, I ain't got the money. And then on top of that, y'all, to have a dog in this neighborhood, you had to like pay a dog fee. Thank God I had my dog to leave away. Yeah. Because some people do not be paying that dog fee. But I paid the little $300 dog fee, so it was on record that I had a dog. But this lady did not. And I'm, on top of that, her dog is a, not an allowed breed. Rottweilers are usually not allowed in apartments because they're considered aggressive breeds. Yeah. Um. So then that happened. So they had to get rid of her dog. Oh well, boohoo, pissing a pot. Okay. So now that we've established, even in that in our little um mediation, he was like, okay, now if you don't agree to pay her, she has a right to sue you. And boohoo, I had already been ready to do that anyway. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm. I mean, you're gonna have to because I don't have the money. Okay, cool. So I was, you know, at this point, I all I know, and I I was a I. I just, I just want my money back. I'm livid. Cause this is my baby. Sandy was my baby, y'all. Yeah. That was my child. And so I, you know, I hate, I don't like the idea of suing, but you know how black folks be. Soon as something happens, you finna get paid. So I, could, <laughs> I can't believe that me, Alicia Arnold, has a chance to sue somebody. I, I can sue. <laughs> Say less. So I went on to, back to my apartment, me and Sandy Wandy. <laughs> and I went on to uh, Cobb County Magistrate Court, filed a civil lawsuit for this dog. Um, it cost me like $52. And I was suing her for, I think, the the total amount, which was, I probably rounded it up to $1,000, I think is what I did. 
And only because I think because I think that the leasing manager even said like, OK, but if she sues you, she could sue you for more, which is funny because he confirmed that with me. But that wasn't even his place to even say that. Yeah. But anyway, so I sued her for a thousand dollars. OK, so now within about 48 hours of me filing this lawsuit, y'all, I got this certified letter in the mail it was in a manila envelope, not manila. It was like one of those orange or envelopes with the little gold uh, fix on there. So it was basically from this TV show called Hot Bench. I'm like, I know you are lying to me. <laughs> oh my God. So I sent before I filed my lawsuit, I reached out to my attorney friend and I was asking her, like, do I have a case? Like, you know what I'm saying? She's like, yeah, I would definitely file a lawsuit. Okay, cool. I sent her a picture of these paperwork from this TV show and we was gagging. Okay. What? Actually, it was um Rita who was on our show. She was yeah. uh, that's my lawyer friend. But anyway, so yeah, so basically these people were like, hey. We saw your cause cause when you file a lawsuit, these type of records are public. So anybody can go in and see it, which was news to me because I didn't know that you could see it before the case even started. But they basically saw it and felt like this was good content for their show. <laughs> <laughs> and I paid it. I was like, Nope, not doing that. Not doing that. And by pay, I mean ignore y'all. Sorry, I got in my my, uh, my LGBTQ bag. For oh God! <laughs> At this point, straight people, straight men know he that. He said mean. it. Yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, so basically, I was like, Nah, I'm not going for it. And so, um, they called me and they kept calling me. They was like, Hey, 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 hey. I know you just got this letter because I had to sign for it. Certified mail. You got this letter about five minutes ago. And let me tell you why you need to do it. They was like, Listen, if you sue this lady in your local court and you win. They can't make her pay you. You will have to sue her again to garnish her wages. And even then, you need her bank account information. You need her payroll information, which is all true. If y'all, anybody who's listening right now, suing somebody is easy. And when I see headlines, oh, this company getting sued, I'm like, they must don't know how easy it is to file a lawsuit. Yeah. You can have no basis, no nothing. You can be like, I'm about to sue the tree in the middle of my parking lot for pain and suffering. Okay, sure. It's not illegal to file that lawsuit. And now it's headlines that trees are getting sued, so stop buying trees. So just so y'all know, when y'all see these big companies getting sued, don't think nothing of it until that case settles out and they somebody say something, because that's really the only thing. So And even when they settle out, it don't really admit guilt either, because sometimes it's cheaper to just give somebody a check and get them out your face. But anyway, in this particular case, they basically was like, listen, you can't, you're not guaranteed to get your money when if you go to your local court, but if you come on our show and you win, we will pay you. You guaranteed your money, you'll get your paid and all that good stuff. And I'm like, oh. Oh, so she didn't have to pay. She didn't pay me a goddamn thing. Oh, wow. So they basically was like, now. now so it was like a game show. Basically. And this is the thing. They was like, um, if you agree to go, we'll proceed. But she has to also agree to go to, in order for us to do this. And they did it. <laughs> and they called. And it's so funny because if you see this lady, you wouldn't think this lady would hop. And first of all, y'all, this is in LA. They was like, we'll, we'll send you out, you and your witnesses out to LA for three days, round trip, everything paid for. We'll give you per diems for your food, for your travel, for your everything. And like, so in my mind, I get a free trip, me and my man at the time and my dog. And whether I lose or win, I'm getting paid. Say less. And my God, this is real. This is a real, I really sued this lady. Okay. So, obviously, the lady agreed to go, according to, I mean, obviously, I saw her in L.A. Well, I also saw her at Hartsfield, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. And so, anyway, y'all, the next day after I agreed to go on Hot Bench, I got contacted by another show, another freaking show. And I can't lie, I don't remember the name of it. And I wish I, I wish that they would have contacted me on the same day so I could compare my options. But I think Hot Bench was the bigger show anyway. It still comes on. But, yeah, so I was like, hey, sorry, I actually already 
committed to this TV show. <laughs> and within three days, y'all, I was in L.A. Can you believe that? Oh, it was that fast? Yes, it was that fast. And I love my job so much because let me tell you something. My managers was, I was like, look, y'all, this is what happened. They were like, you better go. It was supporting <laughs> me. My job was supporting me, y'all. So, <laughs> um, but basically, okay, so let me, let me, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. So, okay, number one, we get to the airport. We see this lady. Now, we was on the same flight. We definitely had the same. They probably had put her on a different airline or something because we was on the same. We was both on Concourse T. And I remember because it's the same one I used to work on in college. <laughs> but y'all, all my so my our, we flew United, um, which was had a layover in Houston, then to LA. But there was a storm somewhere in between Atlanta and 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 Houston. Houston, yeah. And so our flight ended up kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed, and then ultimately it got to the point where it was like, listen, this pilot coming on his last flight. He don't have to take y'all, basically. He's already maxed out in his 16 hours. So if he agrees to, if he doesn't agree to take y'all to y'all next destination, then y'all got to, we got to cancel the flight. So that's what ended up happening. You know, canceling the flight. So as a benefit of the canceling the flight, they gave us $1,000 flight credit. And they gave us a hotel. But I think what? my producer ended up giving me a hotel. That's what it was. The produ- I think it was like, either get a hotel or get $500 flight credit. That's what it was. But our producer, because we were, they flew us out, they gave us a hotel, which is so crazy because it ended up being so late in the night, y'all, that we was in a hotel for like 30 minutes. And then we had the next flight coming out that next Oh, morning. my God. So anyway, so then, so that's one day lost in LA. We we lost that day. And that's why I hate, I'm scarred from layovers because of that. So anyways, um, we finally get to LA. We, we had this very nice hotel. I think we was at like the W in um, Pasadena or something like that. Okay. It was a nice hotel very nice it might not have been the w but it was definitely um that girl but yeah so we um which is weird because we we actually court was actually in hollywood but they had a stand in pasadena which is interesting but anyway they get us a taxi cab we we make it to the courthouse y'all i mean and it's not a real courthouse but it is like a legit courtroom i guess you could say but we legit are in a studio um a film studio like it's a studio that we had um, when we first got there they greeted us at the back door like hey you here for this such and such okay go to the, like how they had a green room with a sexy decoy be at uh, <laughs> we had we had the green room where they were micing up they um they mic'd us up they did my makeup they um they you know Asked me to, to re, restate my story, what happened, because this was very real. Every, I didn't lie about a thing. I yeah. swear to God on everything I love. When we get mic'd up, we go, in, we go into the courtroom stage, quote unquote. There's an audience of people, just like the people y'all see on the audience on court TV shows. And I mean, there's a. it looked like a courtroom. If you would have blindfolded me and dropped me off, I was down there at Fulton County. <laughs> it looked just like that. And literally, y'all, we was in front of the judge for maybe 20 minutes. That was the whole episode. 20 oh, period. minutes. Yeah, it was very simple. They had, I think they had me walk out twice with Sandy. I think the first time they had me walk out by myself. But they wanted to add that real emotional reaction, so they had me go get Sandy and then walk out with her. Hold <laughs> it. And I was with my ex boyfriend, who literally got a cameo. He actually spoke in front of the judge, and they did not air it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I told what happened. I gave the judge. You know, I stay with receipts, baby. I had my paperwork printed. I had the pictures in full HD. I had everything I needed. And that was it. They they ruled in my favor. They did not give me the thousand technically. So this is what happened. I asked for a thousand dollars, and my whole point of that was because if I'm filing a lawsuit, I'm not finna just get my my money you owe me. Yeah. But, and I tried to claim pain and suffering, but they told me I couldn't claim that on behalf of my dog, which hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, but I should have included my lost wages. That's what I should have done yeah. in my job. I shouldn't. I didn't think about that, but it happened so fast, so freaking fast. And so yeah, so basically I was granted like the three eighty five for my stitches for the dog, but then. I got like a thousand dollars for showing up, and then I got my per diem, which I didn't even spend, which was like another five hundred dollars that I got. Oh, exactly. You get what I'm saying? 
And now the case is settled. And so now they did not give me my settlement there in person. They did mail that to me. The only money I got while I was there was my appearance fee and my per diem for uh, travel. But basically, yeah, that's what happened. So we went to court, ended up 20 minutes, went to LA for three days, 20 minutes, and we went back to the hotel and flew out the next day. Period. Yeah, and so um, I ended up got. I think I got the check like within ninety days, and it was just the remaining balance. It was at that point I don't already recoup my funds anyway. <laughs> uh, and it, it took like maybe four or five months for that ep- episode to air, and uh, one of my coworkers was able to screen record it for me, so I do have the episode uh, on my phone for life. Yeah, and we also have the screen caps from the video. That's because the picture from that is I actually need it for your call. When I was, at, when I was at, when I have my under oath. Oh my god! <laughs> I promise you, I say every time I think of somebody doing this, I'll be like, I'm gonna tell a lie on the oath. Every time. <laughs> every and time. I ain't tell now. I'm lying. And it's so funny. I remember when I did the post, um, the post court interview. You know how they interview like the people. I was like, wow, I'm really in front of the camera doing a little commentary. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah. Do you know what? I couldn't even think straight. It was like, what do you think about that? Because in the case, y'all, she tried to tell the judge, not even try, she told the judge that my the bites, the alleged bites on my dog's back was from a BB gun that I shot my dog with. Okay. I'm like, now, if they didn't tell They probably told her to say that's that. That's what I said. Because I'm like, they told... I didn't lie. They didn't even ask me to lie. But they, but, but for her to say that, but my thing is, she was in denial about it happening from the beginning, from the jump. And so I feel like when that when maybe when the producers called her to get her side of the story before we even flew out, I feel like she might have was like, oh they were like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a good one because y'all clearly see my evidence, bruh. That's what she said, and I get so mad because one day I went at the, to the YouTube comments for the episode and I'm like, oh y'all don't. They was taking her side. Some people was like, well, what do you expect when you come? I'm like, I did not come in that dog park hysterical. I was, I was like, no, I'm not about to argue with these folks. I see how I feel to be a celebrity. When they said oh don't read the comments. This is what they mean. This is what they mean. But yes, y'all. So anyway, yeah, we go back to we go back home to reality. That's really what it was. And it was just so funny at work, y'all. When um when my episode aired, my managers put this prank on me where they wouldn't let me come into the um the back where like our um break room and stuff is at. So they finally let me come in and they open all the computers. And why do they put a wallpaper of me with my hands on the Bible <laughs> as the wallpaper of all the work computers? That job was so freaking funny. But they were so supportive. I oh miss working God. that sometimes. Times, man because it was just so fun but it was just such a but I, it was crazy is i think that um when i tell people i went on court tv i think they think that it was like some big ratchet fiasco but to me it was always very serious about yeah. my baby it was yeah nah, and i know i'm that type of person who would cut up but i was not cutting up by sandy i was cutting up but not in a way as a means of entertainment yeah but yeah and it's i want y'all to know them people who go in there really do file lawsuits it's real they not strangers the only people that strangers is the audience members because they literally was paid to be there Mm. Um, but but yeah, that's 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 how I sued my neighbor and end up on TV. And you a star? Period. I I was on TV once. I was on TV a, few a couple times. times, right? Um, oh yeah, you was you was on, on that uh, but, movie. No, that I was on. Uh, I was on uh, growing up hip hop that one episode with Masika. And oh. <laughs> that is just. First of all, what an episode to be. I was on. that was literally three seconds, and people literally remember me from that. I get sent that to this day. <laughs> uh, so I don't have um, a story where I sued somebody, but I do get a, get asked a lot, uh, like how how I became a freelance makeup artist, or like what was my moment where I knew, like, okay, this is like going to be life changing. Yeah. So. Um, 
what my story is a little different from people's because most of the time when people first start doing makeup, they literally start off at Mac. Like if you ever worked at Mac, that's usually like your first job as a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. See, mine wasn't. My story didn't go like that. I started. I worked at two salons before I worked at Glen. I mean, worked at um, Mac. So I worked at Glam Bar and I worked at Salon Ramsey, which was like two of the top salons in Atlanta. The only reason why I even wanted to work at Mac was for one, for the discount, and two, because I literally am self-taught. So all my clients used to look the same. So I felt like I just needed, you know, I'm like, I need a little bit more training. And there isn't a school that you can go to that'll teach you how to do makeup like there, there probably is some now because I mean now I makeup. I thought about that. You can't go to school to be a makeup artist, but you no. can go to school to be a hairstylist. And then people that go to school to be a hairstylist, they don't teach like braids and stuff. They no, 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 no. That's crazy. The thing about the reason why you have to go to school to do hair um, is because of the chemicals. So they have oh, to okay, use yeah. like hair color. They have to use relaxer. They have to learn how to use hot tools. So these are things that could possibly harm somebody if they don't handle it the right way with makeup it, you could just wash it off yeah you know the only thing that could happen is if you have an allergic reaction to the makeup or if somebody has dirty tools <laughs> so i mean which and it's a lot of no shade i support black business but it's a lot of unlicensed nail techs out here a yeah, lot a lot yeah a they look actually probably all of them because <laughs> <laughs> i just going off and i ain't listen i'm not mad at it, get it how you live but i do worry about that accountability if something goes wrong you might end up on court tv yeah oh god but no i ended up it took me three times to work at mac mac is was one of the hardest jobs to get um they are very picky about who they choose and i think i went in there a little too confident because i'm like oh mac loves like unique people so i have a lot of tattoos i have piercings um i'm like i, I have to wear our blacks so i'm gonna, of course dress real nice and they still ain't pick me and so um it took me to to go in the store and apply. Like, I went into a Mac store because they have a hiring fair every year. So, I went to a hiring fair twice, didn't get picked. So, I went in a store and applied, and I got an interview, had to bring in a model, whatever. So, I ended up working at Mac um, for about four and a half years um, before I started to dislike it. <laughs> well, that's I would not say bad, four. Actually. That's what happened with me with my with that my last my retail job. Yeah, so like I want to say like four years in it, I'm just like honestly, this is not fun no more. Like when I first started working at Mac, it was just like the job to have. You worked at Mac, you was that bitch. Like you just was that bitch. I mean, and I remember it was like literal like videos. You think it's still like that for people? No. Okay. No, it's not the same. Um, Mac is actually like one of the low brands now. Like people don't yeah. shop there no more. It's really weird. I still do because I I think the products for professional makeup artists is still quality, but yeah. and a lot of brands don't even think to carry some of the stuff they carry, which is dumb. And but now so many people can just come out with a makeup line. So oh yeah, so many and and I think that more so now people are more so tied to makeup brands that's tied to celebrities or like mm. pop culture or something. So like Kylie, Rihanna. Um, Jeffree Star, unfortunately. You got out right um, in time then. Yeah. No, I did. So I, I used to just sit at the counter because at, they ended, I used to get moved around a lot. So I've worked at Stonecrest. I've worked at Southlake. I've worked at um, Town Center one time. I worked at Cumberland one time. Gang, gang. I worked at um, Atlantic Station for a month. I worked at the Macy's location in Lenox. I worked at the Perimeter location, Macy's. I worked at the Perimeter location, store and then they put me in bloomingdale's okay 
So I've worked at Bloomdale's before, but the staff made the job fun. So they ended. Mac was also one of those jobs where it was so easy to get fired because you had to make a sales goal, and um, you get written up for not making your sales goal um, of for the month. I don't admit when I worked for. I'm not gonna say when I worked for this luxury store, it was like that about like credit card signups and emails, and I never like selling to people that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they did that too. So we, we would have to at least have five people sign up for like Bloomingdale's cards. And I'm like, girl, I already got set up all this stuff. Now I got to send them a card. But, um, yeah, like you would literally get written up for not meeting your requirements for, um, your sales goal for the month. And you get three. If once you get three, you're out. If you one minute late, you get written up. Oh, um, not stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm listen. I'm I'm grown. Okay, now I get it when you run in retail operations because you have out store hours. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad I'm in a work environment now where I mean I can even be late to a meeting by one minute and it's not that deep. Yeah, like it was so bad. So it just started to not get fun, and then like um, part of the job that we loved was every time a collection came out we would get gratis. So we would get like uh, pieces from the collection. They stopped doing it. They would give us like two things from it. It would be the part of the collection that we didn't want, like an ugly lip gloss <laughs> and a lipstick that we would never use. That's lame. Um, they started trying to make me wear makeup after a while. Like they, So Mac, when you work for Mac, you have to wear um, whatever new collection is out. That's why they give it to us. They give us the product. But I'm like, y'all not even giving people the full collection. Yeah. And then on top of that, I don't wear makeup. You can't force me to wear it. Like I can't. I don't wear it. But they were saying like I needed to wear at least a highlighter, um, put the lip gloss How long on. Was it before they started saying that. Um, when I worked at Bloomingdale's, it's just because we didn't get a lot of sales at Bloomingdale's because people didn't think to come in there. Yeah, I mean, look at where it's at, and it's literally a whole nother one down the hallway that looks fun. Like yeah. it had lights and music. Mm-hmm. See, we were in there with like older people, so it was like a mess. So I would just be sitting like y'all don't understand. That was the most boring job after a while. Like I would be at the register, I would open, and we'll open at like nine for the and. I wouldn't get my first customer until one o'clock. Oh God! So I would have to stand at the counter that long time before I even have a customer. And keep in mind, I have a sales goal. But if the, if if it's below counter average, I won't get written up. So that was the good thing about Bloomingdale's. Like you never really got written up for your um, sales goals because the counter was at low. Yeah. Okay. Good. So it wasn't really you know too much. But people was getting written up for being late. Um, one of my coworkers got written up for reading emails she was supposed to read. Oh um, got written up for it was just too much. Like it was a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So I ended up asking for more hours because I needed more money. That was the one of the main reasons why I didn't want to work there. I'm like, this is so bad. This is this is why I be be kind of pissed off at people who complain about people making fifteen dollars an hour because I was making seventeen dollars an hour. And I couldn't afford to live on my own. Yeah, you went because you, you weren't full time, right? I wasn't full time, but I would still work thirty hours. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't like hired on as a full time artist, but I would do like a minimum because I couldn't work over thirty hours because I wasn't a full time artist. I had a particular job where I could run up all, I can get forty hours for like twelve weeks in a row, but on that thirteenth week, I needed to do at least one hour less because by law they'll be forced to make you full time. I think that uh-huh. happened under um, Obamacare, I think, because they have to give you insurance and all that. 
So they yeah, would let us yeah, run yeah. Hours and then be like, all right, this week you need to take some time. Yeah, and that's what, that was the thing with me too. They would have to give me insurance, and they would. But the good thing about it is, even though I wasn't full time, I still got paid time off. Like I still got like PTO and paid vacation. Like we, they used to force us to take vacation because we never would take it. So they would be like, okay, if you didn't choose your vacation, you're gonna be off this week. You still gonna like get paid. It. I ain't like that because I'm like, girl, I ain't going nowhere yet. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I like that the job, I mean, not encourages because it's not like they forced it, but just to make sure you do take that time off, though. Yeah. It's necessary. But um, I remember, like, I just used to be the kind of just, like, wishing and hoping and praying that I could just find some another way out. And during that time, too, um, the last year and a half of me working there, I started doing, like, some reality shows on the side. So sometimes I wouldn't even go to work because I'm like, I'll make more money on set. Yeah. So I wouldn't go to work. And then I will go after work. I will go to the strip club to make more money just so I could do what I need to do. Oh, so, so you was dancing and doing makeup. <laughs> Cause that would sound like you just said. <laughs> I was doing makeup at the strip club after work. Oh, my bad, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I actually worked in the, Strip club, locker room, doing makeup for, it wasn't consecutive, but it was a total of like four years because I worked at three different clubs, but I would stop working in and I wouldn't go to another club for like a, a couple months and I'd find another club to work at when I needed money. So I didn't even want to do that. I, that was tiring in itself. Like I would have to do a whole shift on my feet at Mac, then drive to the club and I would get to the club at like nine o'clock and I would stay there till 2 a.m. And just to make money. And so, um, nobody should have to do all that. I don't miss that. You know, when I yeah, was working was all these crazy hours and multiple jobs, it was fun because I felt like I was hustling. It wasn't but fun now for me. I'm at a point where I don't have to do that. I'm like, nobody should have to do that. No, like at all. The strip club used to be fun as when I was freelancing and doing it, but me working a regular job and then going after work that was tiring. And it was just a lot. Like, I just mm-mm. so I ended up, um, getting an offer to work on this reality show with escape for on e so i was like okay cool tiny's makeup artist was on maternity leave she needed a new makeup uh new makeup artist and tiny's assistant was um using me as her makeup artist so she's like try my makeup artist out so i did it she loved it she was like hmm okay so then for um when we were doing a show Latasha from Escape, she was like, um, they was like, oh, why don't you use him? Well, uh, she was like, try him out. So I did her makeup and she loved it. So then when before the show was over with, they were saying that they were going on a tour. So in my head, I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. Like, that, that's so nice to going on the tour, you know, <laughs> in my head. So Tiny was like, we don't got no makeup artists for the tour. You think you want to go on the tour with us? I'm like, sure. So wait, you got this opportunity because somebody had a baby. Yes. That's fire. Like, literally, somebody <laughs> was on maternity leave, and they was like, maybe you should try him. So, I was like, so she she brought it up, but in my head, I'm like, girl, I ain't never been on a, like, in my, okay, this is what I was thinking. She asked me, and I said, first of all, she's not for real. Second of all, I ain't never did no work like that before, so I don't even know what to do. And then I have a job. So, in my head, I'm like, I didn't want to leave my job, and then it wasn't given what it was supposed to give. So I'm like, they're not going to be for real about this. Yeah. And so Tamika asked me to do her makeup. Scott? So Yeah. Okay. So now this is three Escape members who who I've touched. So she asked me to do her makeup. And she was like, you should go on tour with us. And I'm like, 
Dang, imagine just This is the second kind of, person. Imagine being a person that could just give out opportunities like that. Come on tour with us. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, okay. I'm like, maybe they for real, but we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. So I got a call one day. Like, I was at work, and I had got a call. I took a call in the back, and it was um, Tamika, Tamika Scott. She called me. She was like, is this Drake? I was like, yes. And she was like, hey, this is Tamika. I was like, hey, what's going on? She was like, so we're having a meeting right now, and we're trying to get the stuff together for the tour. And I'm, my heart dropped because I'm like, what the fuck? They for real? <laughs> so then she was like, we just want to know that if you are really serious about going on tour with us. I'm like, if y'all want me to, I will go. I'm like, what do you mean? Um, so they was like, okay, we just want to make sure before we put you down, and we just gonna we gonna contact you later about um everything else. We we'll have a meeting so you can know like the the um how much you gonna get paid and blah blah blah. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I hung up the phone. I'm like, bro, like what the fuck is happening? So in That's my fine. head, I'm ne- I've never gone on a tour before. I've never done anything like that. So I hit up people who I know did that. And, of course, just like crabs in the bucket, they didn't want to tell me. Oh, my God. All I had to ask was, like, hey, so I got an offer to go on tour. How much you think I should pay or get paid? And they're like, I mean, how much you think you worth? How much oh you worth? You know, they weren't yeah, giving me, like, not, real answers. That. Like, okay, first of all, not that you need them to congratulate you, but yeah. I expect more because this is obviously huge. This has been happening to me since I started doing makeup. I don't know what it is about me, but when I first started doing makeup, I, I was very curious. And I never asked people to put me on. Like, they never been my person that, like, oh, put me on, put me on. Yeah. I literally would genuinely go up to artists and just be like, hey, I don't, I don't want you to put me on or nothing, but I genuinely don't know about this and that and if you know even if you don't have room for me to be a mentor just give me advice on what i should yeah, do or what direction I, and they would never give it to me they would tell me i would be too young i didn't know what i was talking about they would laugh it off like i was joking or whatever like it was just that so i've always dealt with that so i wasn't whatever so i just went home i started to google like how much people makeup artists on tour and this was an arena tour okay so this wasn't like like nowadays, the, the, what they call it, the chitlin, the chit, chitlin, chitlin circuit. circuit. It, I wouldn't even call it that, but a lot of the concerts that I attend, even from like major artists, um, they usually have it at smaller venues, like Tabernacle, yeah. for instance, but places they, like that. They, their return was huge. <clears throat> like in my head, I'm like, this is an arena tour. This yeah. isn't like the concerts that I've been going to at the Buckhead Theater or. Yeah. The Fox Theater, it, you know, even though Fox City is big, but it's not as big as Phillips Arena. Right. So, or, or State That's Farm Arena. I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, so, I'm like, I don't know. So, I'm Googling it. I'm not finding answers. So, I literally just was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I have to quit my job for this. So, <clears throat> what I'm going to do is multiply how much my rent costs, my car note costs, and my bills cost my port because I had a roommate at the time. My portion of the bills, and I need to at least make three times that amount so that way I can cover my bills for three months after I come home, and then during that time I'll be able to find another job or find, or either go back to Mac because I did do the, the two week notice, so I was able to go back to Mac if I wanted to. Um, I was like, whatever I need to do, I'm just gonna do that. So, I calculated up. I came up with a number. I said, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do. So, they ended up calling me. And they was like, all right, so, we got, a, we got you know, this is what we got going on. Da, 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 da. They told me the price. Of, they told me what I would be getting paid weekly. 
and it was about 12 times the amount that I came up with. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was like, so when they said that, I immediately was like, yes. Like, yes, I'm going to take it. And now that I look back, I probably asked, I should have asked for more. What? But, but I feel you, though. No, nah, I feel like. You know, but that was, see, this is how I look at my first, when I first got my first corporate job. Because it was a lot more than I was making, but it was not what I should have yeah. asked for. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so I'm like, dang. Before. I was looking back, I'm like, I was going to pay that. And that was a lot That's of money a pledge, for me. By the way, for you to be, if it was twelve times, like, dang. No, <laughs> Alicia, my mouth was open. Like when I hung up the phone, I said, "I'm finna quit." Dang. Like that was the first thing in my mind. I'm yeah, like, "I'm finna period. quit." It, was, I promise, you, I'm not exaggerating. It had to be like twelve times. I mean, I said, "That's fine." Oh, really? Like. That's fine. And if it, it was because my rent was cheap at the time, I was roommating, and my rent was six fifty, so yeah. I'm paying half of that. Yeah. Which is like three twenty five. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god! Like I was just shook at at the amount. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is happening. And so this was supposed to be a ten week tour because Candy had to go to Broadway, so they were only able to tour for like ten weeks. So we started Thanksgiving and we ended like the first week of February or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so after that, I quit, I put in my two weeks and my manager, she was so happy, you know, they didn't want to lose me. Cause I was like one of the people who made the most money at the counter. So that, uh, at Bloomerdale. yeah, cause I used to, I mean, first of all, I was the only boy there my bad, you're right. and so. then I was like very enthusiastic about my job. Like I, I mean, even though I hated working at Bloomingdale's, I just love my job and I love yeah. like, and I knew at the end of the day, I had to make money. I had to keep my job. So I have to act like I want to be there and be able to sell these products and just not give people anything because the problem was at Mac, um, and I ain't trying to throw nobody on the bus, but at Mac, they definitely try to, they make you buy all this stuff. Sometimes like it depends on the person. They'll make you buy this stuff that you're not going to use. And what happens is people come back and return it. And that return is going to fuck up y'all. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to give people stuff that they don't need. Yeah, you know what I'm that's, saying? That's that's the best kind of salesperson because people get buyers or more sometimes. As soon as they swipe their card, I'm people. yeah, yeah, same sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah. So then um, uh, from that moment, you know, I just was like, okay, I'm gonna save this money. I'm not gonna spend. I'm not gonna spend it. So every time we got paid, I would just dump it in my account, and I would literally just spend my per diem. And see, everybody on tour with me. They were young, so nobody for real, for real has made that much money ever. Yeah. And then to have a per diem on top of that, these folks was eating roof crisps. They was eating all stuff. So see me, <laughs> I wasn't doing it. I was like, um, that's cool, maybe once in a while, but I don't really eat roof crisps like that anyway. So y'all can have that. I'll go get me some Chick-fil-A. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was eating whatever. I'm like, I don't. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, like I got off that tour. Candy went on to do Broadway and Escape literally sold out all 31 dates. That's fine. Um, it was a it was a good learning experience for me because I never did anything like that. So the first week I had a panic attack really bad and I was like ready to go home. Like I was crying and everything. It was so bad because it was just too fast paced. Like I'm so used to just regular jobs. Yeah. And to have to actually and I'm also a person that requires a lot of alone time. So not only am I doing this for the first time? But it's a tour bus involved. So I have to sleep on a bus with so many people. Then we get off the bus. Like we have a hotel room, but we're not able to really do too much in it, but shower, wash your makeup brushes. You have to get food during that time because you don't know when you're going to eat. Um, 
you have to change your clothes and, and you know of course you got this big ass suitcase with like a month and a half worth of clothes you gotta right. dig through it and then you gotta pack it back up then pack your makeup well, back up using vacuum bags cause yeah like, it yeah. was a lot for me because i just never did that so just imagine me having to pack that bag then reorganize my makeup kit wash my brushes load it back on the bus so i'm carrying all this stuff off the bus back on the bus off the bus, back on the bus, off the bus, back on the bus. And then the makeup kit, I'm carrying it inside of the arena. I need to be in there a certain time. I have to be fully energized. I have to have a smile on my face no matter what everybody else's energy is. I have to bring that because I don't want that to rub off on them and they feel like I don't want to be there. Yeah. Or, you know, they're giving them bad vibes where they have a show, whatever the case may be. And it was like times where, like, Tiny is, she don't want to sit in a chair until it's showtime. So, I used to, Tasha loved getting her makeup done. So, she would sit down, like, two hours before the show. So, I would have time to take time to do her makeup. Tiny would sit there 20 minutes before the showtime. Listen. And I'm like, look, man. I don't have my makeup done before. I don't have my makeup done before. And she won't <laughs> glitter. They wanted glitter and like everything but um it was i really loved it like i cannot wait to go on another tour and it won't be as bad because of course i'm sure i'll be dealing with one person yeah but just a mat in covid (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think people are kicking back up tours now so yeah you just gotta have um your vaccine card can't even go inside oh are they actually checking for that um they about to announce what they're going to do after May 17th, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, good. I'm ready to go to a show, so. Because I know yeah. people that went to this Mike Epps show recently at the State Farm Arena. And, I mean, they might have had, like, 100 seats occupied. I'm like, this can't be what they wanted for this tour. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think you got to be. They trying to. Because like after May 17th, they're going to announce. I know they're going to announce, like, countries that are going to allow fully vaccinated people to go to visit. And then. Well, um the uh, exactly but um <laughs> not only that just for concerts and tours and festivals they're like coming up with different um methods i know like at the festivals they're doing like those boxes so that's okay. why the tickets are higher because you literally have like a box with six people in it i like that though yeah so you, i like that better anyway I, even if it wasn't for covid because i hate going to festivals and bumping into people people smoke cigarettes because oh, it'd be outside no. it's it be too much. Now the one on. music midtown when we went for Travis Scott. Now that, that was, was fun. Though. Yeah, you know what though? It was the crowd. Yeah, no that was so fun. Yeah, it was very fun. I liked it, and the stages were like no. This is listen. This ain't got nothing to do with race. None of that. But one music town, one music fest. Um, I first time I went, it was at that park, old Fourth Ward Park, and it had a lot of hills. Yeah. And so in between different acts, you get darn tired. But I will say music midtime because Piedmont Park is so flat, it's not that much of a half a hassle to go from stage to stage. Yeah. At least from the short time that we was there. Yeah. And then um I went to one music fest at uh Centennial, which was a lot better. So I guess it just depends on the venue. Really, that's yeah. what I really should have just said. <laughs> but um I had fun there, but yeah, I've never well. Let me take that back. I was about to say, I never really, like, worked the festival. But after the tour was over with, they got such a big response from that tour that they just continued on as a trio. Yeah. So they decided, because Candy didn't really, even if she didn't go on Broadway, she didn't really want to do um, the... We see the Candy festivals. The line leader want what she want. Yeah. She want, okay. She didn't really want to do the girl. festivals because she felt like they were a bigger group than that to be doing those type of festivals. She wasn't looking at the money aspect because, of course, she like, baby, I don't need that. Yeah. She was looking nice. more so as at like, um, 
world tours. Yeah. So like going overseas and stuff like that, which I can get. I'm a tourist, I mean, so I understand that. To be, I get it too. But y'all are no shade, but y'all are from the '90s. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they had a huge comeback. Don't get me wrong, because I love that's my favorite girl group besides Distance Child. Sorry, Beyonce. Uh, but <laughs> I feel like they had so much hype around returning the the festival could have been fire. They still did them. So oh, we did. Okay. So the the tour went from a two month tour. Because keep in mind, I kept saying like I don't know what I'm gonna do once it's over maybe i'll go back to freelancing or whatever but even still would be making more money i was just still kind of like what am i gonna do like so am i gonna really go to stop working your job because of escape yeah that's fine this is the reason why i was standing so hard like i'm definitely rep escape because escape is the reason why i quit my job that's fine so, so i you, oh, go ahead, my bad. i um we ended up going out like the tour turned into like a seven month tour so it went from two months to seven months because they did festivals. So I started making even more money. Now this tour, the festival tour, the rate went up because I'm doing three people. Because yeah. for the for the arena tour, I was doing two. So I'm making even more money on top of that. I'm like, oh god, like it was just it was kind of it wasn't. I won't say overwhelming, but just imagine going from like making sometimes your check. Per week was like three hundred dollars. Yeah, you going no, from real. that to literally making like that thousands is. of dollars a week overnight. Oh, Jesus, that's like really, and that's and I always tell people, I'm like, honestly, it really takes because people always ask me like, how did you get started? How did you do this? Da, da, da. It literally takes one client to change your life. Clearly, that's one. Fun. You was literally working a W two job until Escape came back. There we go. Like to really think about that, <laughs> that is so crazy. Um, and now yeah. look at what you don't did since then. That's what I'm saying. And it, every, I promise y'all, every since ex, every since I, I did that tour and I moved on from it, I literally had back to back jobs that paid. Just it, like it just went up and up from there. That's like even from there. Um, when the tour was over, I started doing Family Hustle, and Family Hustle never stopped filming. Like I mean, well, now they did, but okay. before, like they was like. Once the season air, as soon as it's done, they start back filming. So it was like no break in between that. Then I was getting more clients and more opportunities and just I mean, fat, keep in mind that was 2017, the end of 2017. So right, it was like, you actually 18. was on my sh- on OD podcast right when you got off the tour because I remember you was telling the um, period because you was talking about that last uh, show on that cruise. Oh <laughs> yeah, we went to Jamaica and they got can't we need <laughs> damn. Dang, you still got paid though. I still got paid, but that show was that was um we ended up going to um Jamaica to do the Tom Joyner cruise, and when we w- literally they were walking on stage like I mean fully dressed, makeup done, hair done. We were looking at the stage. The audience was in the chairs. They introducing them. They got on the stage and literally it started pouring, raining, like what a uh, buzzkill. It rained last, so that was bad. The last time yeah, that was the last one too, and this and like it was so bad, so they couldn't like squeegee the stage off after because um because the boat um of course had a time that they had to pull off from the dock, so we were over the time and everything, so we just had to get off, and they were trying to Tom Joyner was like honestly I will pay y'all to just meet us at the next destination and just do the show over there, so we were supposed to go to Puerto Rico. 
and do the show. So I'm like, damn, we get to go to Jamaica and Puerto Rico and get paid. And did y'all do that? No, the drummer had to um go home. He had he had court, so he wasn't able to push oh, that back. Trust me, my brother, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he had court. Um, so it was like the drummer and somebody else. Like people had other stuff to do. But Dang, I like, that would have been fine. They could have done acapella. You you know what I'm saying? Because in my eyes, the people that was on the cruise clearly, clearly saw what happened, so they would appreciate any kind of show at this yeah. point. Tonight, <laughs> y'all be doing tonight with no audio. You couldn't tell me y'all couldn't do the rest of the song. I would have stayed on that ship. They could have just did a pre-recorded. Um, they could have did like pre-recorded backgrounds or and something. No live band, but what I don't know. Could, yeah, it was yeah. cool though. I didn't, I didn't mind. I was like, wow, but. Yeah, I experienced a lot of first timers on that tour, and it, it really it molded like me into artists. It they were very pleasant to work with too. It don't yeah. seem like you had like a lot of drama because obviously they, no, they mature no. and they been through that aspect. But I can't imagine if you would have went on stage like went on tour like some young. It was genuinely artists. fun. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to experience that though, like uh, working with a, new, a artist that's like current. Yeah. No shade. And this is not shade at all, but um, I said that. I was like, honestly, I want to do another tour, but I, I want to do somebody that's closer to my age group because the thing is, you do have off days on tour, and, like, we wanted to explore. Like, we had, like, two or three off days in Miami. We had a week in L.A. Like, the major cities, we had, like, off days that we could do stuff. Only one that we didn't was new york because they actually had a lot of press so we did like good morning america which we had to wake up which we had to be on set at 3 a.m for Mm-mm. okay 3 a.m call time so just imagine that and then we had to go back to new jersey after that they had to do another show then do a show that night it was crazy but um yeah i do want to experience a tour with somebody around my age group. i could do like really fun makeup that's why i'm hoping that flamilla really going tour because i'm definitely going Actually, I feel like I knew your story on obviously and how you, you know, got to this point. But I don't think I really realized that you stopped like after Mac, that was your last time. Yeah, I literally job. quit. Like and I was like in a dilemma. Like I in my head I'm like, should I quit my job for this? Should I quit my job? I'm glad you did. And I was like, if I don't take no risk, I ain't gonna um get nowhere. And I right. say, I say that to say that this is gonna be the year I move to LA. I'ma just go. Period. As you should. I'ma just move with my eyes closed. You should. I'm going to just go. This is it. Atlanta is just wearing me out, child. I can't do it no more. That's fine. And to think, I mean, honestly, and even if I was in your position, at least the fact that you was making so much money that if you couldn't find work, you had your bills that would be taken care of. Yeah. But, like, that's amazing. I hope that inspires somebody for real, for real. I'm I'm sure. I hope it does. I'm sure it will. But listen. Buy that lawsuit and quit that job. (laughs) One thing we're going to do is get some money. Because, baby, if I say and told y'all my job stories, to get, honestly, I think my 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 journey in corporate America has been ex- inspiring, but it didn't have to be. I just worked so many goddamn jobs before I graduated from college that I was like, oh, I know exactly how to get the job I want. Period. But anyways, all right. Well, thank you, Draco, for that story. I feel like I need to do something special for my um career tomorrow what you finna do i don't know i need to do a tell-all ebook or something listen <laughs> that was one of, that was a nerve-wracking experience um that was a very nerve-wracking experience uh at some point so oh, even even my life now is just nerve-wracking because you just kind of never know what's next and yeah. especially me dealing with celebrities and i'm not under contract with any of them 
um, they could literally just wake up and say, I want a new oh, makeup artist. Yeah, so you yeah. just never know. So yeah, it's 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 not, hand. yeah, you just have to, like, really stay on your job and just do, you know. But yeah, I mean. Only strong survive. Me. <laughs> Period. You strong. Period. All right, y'all. Well, this has been another episode of OD Podcast. Holla at your girl. Holla at your world. Holla at your curl. Holla at your twirl. Holla at your aura. Holla at your pearl. <laughs> Holla at your swirl. Goodbye. Holla at your real housewives of Atlanta roll. Oh, hell no. Bye. Bye.